Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. Let's open our Bibles up to a very familiar passage in 1 Samuel. You know, when I was praying and uh, looking at the Word, I wrote a whole different sermon out. And at the last minute, uh, the Lord instructed me to go to this. So, (laughs) hallelujah. We're going to see how it comes out and what the Lord has to say tonight. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you are the army of the Lord. And you are anointed and you are equipped and you are covenant people. And you're anointed to move forward. Amen? You are not anointed to hide. You are not anointed to stay in that place that you're silent. You are anointed and you are equipped for this hour. Amen? That's who you are. And uh, that's who Israel was, but they hid sometimes. And we're going to talk about that tonight. So in 1 Samuel 17, you know, I know we all know this story because I have preached this numerous times over the years. And... uh, it's a, it's a story that should speak to us. Now, we know that the Philistines, they've gathered their armies against the armies of Israel. And Israel is covenant people. And the Philistines are coming because they want to bring their agenda. They want to bring their plans. They want to bring their purposes into Israel. And they want to change Israel. They want to bring their gods in. They want to go in there and destroy the plans of God and the purposes of God and bring forth what they have. So they have gathered together to uh, come against Israel and to fight against Israel. And so they are, their armies are arrayed one against another, and there comes Goliath. And Goliath is standing in the middle between Philistines on one side, Israel on another side, and here is Goliath. And he's come out to defile God. And he, he says in uh, chapter 17 and verse 8, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why have you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and you servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall you be our servants to serve. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. So the Philistine is standing there in that place and just saying, I defy the armies of Israel. I defy you. I'm coming against you and I'm making a stand against you. And I dare any one of you to come out against me. You know, I relate to this and I was thinking about this today. Where we are as a nation. Where we are as the church of the living God. Because the enemy is trying to defy us, and the enemy is trying to scorn and disgrace us. He's trying to put us in a place that we are, you know, drawing back. And so the Philistine is out there, the giant Goliath is out there, and he's making a, a, a stand against Israel. And David is sent by his father to go 
uh, to check on the brothers and take them some food and see what's going on. So his father, his father sends them into the midst of where his brothers are. And David is standing there and he hears this. So he's listening to what Goliath has been saying for 40 days and 40 nights. And I think, why do we put up with stuff? Why do we allow the enemy to speak to us? Why do we allow the uh, enemy to disgrace us? Why do we allow that? Why do we allow these things to come in and shame us? Why do we allow what God has said about us, you know, and then the enemy comes on and says something else? Why do we allow that to be a louder voice than what God has spoken to us? Why do we allow that to even even stand a minute in our souls and in our hearts instead of standing up for what's right and declaring what's right. Why do we allow the enemy to take us down? And that's exactly what Goliath is doing. He is wearing and warring against the children of Israel till where when he comes out and he declares what he declares, they go hide in caves. They go hide themselves. And they get into fear, and they begin to shake, and they begin to say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I feel like that's what people are saying today. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Everything that's going on. We have shrunk back, but it's time for the church, and I believe this is what's going on. The church is rising up. The church is being who God has called the church to be because we have been hidden long enough. We've been in the place long enough that we've been denied of what God has said about us because we have shrunk back into what the enemy is trying to disgrace us into. And so, in verse 25, let's see, verse 23, And as, as he talked with them, this is David, Behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine, Philistine of Garth, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines and spoke according to the same words that David heard. David heard now after the giants been speaking for 40 days. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the men, fled from him and were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man that is coming up? Surely. Now they know why he's come. He's come to defile Israel. He has come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king, will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. What has Jesus given to you and I that we shouldn't be standing up for our inheritance? That we shouldn't be standing in the place. I mean, this is for Israel and for David and for these men. This is a pretty good deal. The taxes won't have to be paid. Their house is going to be free. He's going to get the king's daughter. He's going to get riches. But how much more has Jesus done for us? Put his spirit on the inside of us. Made us warriors for the kingdom of God. That we can have a voice that will defile the enemy instead of being defiled by the enemy. Amen? So here we are because of what Jesus has done. We have a much greater inheritance than what this is being talked about right here. And David spoke, verse 26, and David spoke to the men that stood by him saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine? And does what? And takes away the reproach from Israel. 
For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? I mean, somebody finally has got some gut on the inside of them that is rising up and saying, Who is this? Who is this man that has brought a reproach, that brought scorn and shame and disgrace to the children of Israel? Who is this man that is standing in the face of all of Israel and bringing a reproach on the armies of God? Who is this? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this man that is out there? He's just a man, but his voice is ringing in the camp of the armies because nobody is standing up. Nobody's saying anything because of fear. What are they going to say? So David's saying, who is this? We're covenant people. We're children of God, and we have voices. And he said, for who is the uncircumcised Philistine? I want to say to you, who are these uncovenanted people that are coming against the word of God, coming about the truth of this Bible? Who are these people, and where is our voice? Are we listening day after day after day to an uncircumcised, uncovenant people having a voice that is speaking louder and sending us into our homes and causing us to stay in our homes and not say anything? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that is trying to defy the armies of God? Who are they? I just ask you. And so... That he should, that this Philistine should defy the armies of the living God. How alive was God then? He was well able to take that Philistine down. And I'm telling you, God's armies are well, the body of Christ is well able to take this Philistine down. We have to stand in that place. Instead of being, you know, part of that word, that reproach, it, it comes to the point of disapproval. Criticism, to make you feel ashamed. That's what's going on in America today. People out there are trying to criticize us and make us feel ashamed because we believe the Bible. Because we believe God, because we believe the Word of God, because we honor this Word above everything. Because we stand and we believe that God is who he says he is and that we have an inheritance in him and that we belong to him and he has things that he stands for and we stand with him. Who is this uncircumcised giant out there that has been coming to masses across our nation and dictating to you and I what we can believe? That's exactly what this Philistine is trying to do dictate who he is and he's daring them to come out and say anything and so they just run and hide because they don't want to deal with it and then he says and the people answered him after this man manner saying verse 27 so shall it be done to the man that killeth him and Eliab his elder brother heard when he spake unto the men so you know, here is Goliath 
coming against the armies of Israel. And David's making a stand. David's in that place trying to stand up and do what's right. Somebody has come out with courage. Somebody has come along and standing up for what's right. And so he's not intimidated by the giant. So who comes along? His brother. His brother. I'll say there's Christians that come along to criticize those that stand on what's right in the sight of God. Those that believe the Bible. We've got people that are criticizing our brothers and sisters. Not should not be so, but that's exactly what's happened to Eliab. Standing in that place. And it says, And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. I'll tell you, there is anger that is a kindled against those that believe truth. Those that are standing up for the word of God. Those that are standing and rejoicing in what God is doing. And so he's, I mean, he is ticked and he is mad. And so he says, why did you come down here? Why did you come? Why did you leave your few little sheep degrading, demoralizing, trying to take them down, trying to put them down in that place? But, you know, he was sent by the Father. He was sent by, he had the blessing of his father. And I'm telling you, church, we have the blessing of our heavenly father on standing up for what's right in the sight of God. We have the blessing. The father has sent the church under the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ and be a mouthpiece for Jesus on this earth and to stand up for what's right and quit running in the caves, running in our houses and being silent. I'm telling the church is rising up. The church is making a stand. The church is coming out of the junk and the mire of intimidation and the reproach and making us feel like we're, you know, so bad people because we trust God. And he says, with whom has thou left these few sheep in the wilderness? And I love this. I know your pride and the naughtiness of thy heart. But, you know, back in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, well, let's start with verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointing is before him. A natural man is thinking, well, he's anointed, but this is what God said. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his statue, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For a man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. So you are seeing what's in Eliab's heart. God said over here, I've already seen his heart. And now Eliab's heart is being exposed to his brother and anyone around listening. I'm telling you, there's things that will be exposed in the church. And the hearts that are wrong and hearts that are not for God and really doing what's right, there will be an exposure because God said shaking begins in the house of God. And so God's looking at the heart and the reasons why we do things. He's looking. He's examining our hearts. Where's our stand for righteousness? And so he says, For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. 
And David says, what have I done? Is there not a cause? You know, I remember back at, I preached this back all the way back at Calvary. And I remember when I saw that for the first time. And God said, David said, what have I done? I'm doing what's right. I'm standing in righteousness. I'm standing here because I have a covenant God and I know who I am and I'm standing in that place and I'm just asking you, what have I done? When we make a stand for what's right, people look at us like, what, have, what are you doing? Who do you think you are? And he said, what is, is there not a cause? And he was really saying, is there not a word from God? Hello, church, we got a word from God. We've got the living word right here to stand up for what's right. The fear of God should come upon the church that we believe God above everything. And we trust in this word of the living God. And we'll make a stand for this word. And we'll not back off of this word. We'll not be intimidated. There will not be a reproach on the church any longer when we rise up and we make a stand. I'm tired of the church having a reproach and being that we are the bad people and we are wrong. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? There is a cause. And we have to rise to the occasion. We have to come to that place that we are going to stand and we're going to believe God. You have heaven backing you when you make a stand. It's when we back off that heaven doesn't back us. What happened? What happened to Saul? What happened to the army? What happened to them? They were intimidated and they backed off and they didn't have God backing them. Because how is God going to back somebody that runs undercover? How is God going to back somebody that's not bold enough to stand for what's right? Where the fear We need to fear God more than we fear man. We need to be in that place that we believe God above everything. Amen? We need to come out of the rocks. We need to come out of those places that we've been hiding in and stand in that place that we are going to believe God. We're going to make a difference. You know, when we start coming out strong and we start operating in what the authority that Jesus himself has given to us, you know, and say, I love you more than that. And I, I, I'm praying for you and believing for you to be delivered and set free by the power of God. And people start getting set free. Some people start coming out of that because, you know what, I love you enough to say, I don't want to see you go to hell. I don't want to see that. You know, I've been, I've been in deep prayer. And I've seen some things. And it wasn't very long ago. I saw hell open up. And I saw people in the balance. And I'm praying for their souls. Because hell is open and its mouth is open and people don't even know they're going. And we're being silent. I don't want to tell them. That we'll let them go to hell because we don't want to tell the truth because they'll think bad of us. Who is God? God loves those people. 
You know, we got to get out of our heads and into that place. We're the army of God. He is counting on us to be bold and to stand up and do what's right in the sight of God, that the fear of God, is there not a cause? Is there not a word from God? Have you opened up your Bibles and read what the word of God says about these things that are so forefront in the news today and so forefront out there that they are trying to deceive people and bring them in a place that is taking and sucking the life out of them? And we've got the life of God on the inside of us. We've got the answers on the inside of us but the enemy the Philistine the Goliath is so big and it's making us feel like oh we're nothing what can we do we can't do anything without God but if we understand that God is for us God is in us he's the head of the church and he's raising up an army and I loved what pastor said a few minutes ago about what's in his spirit revival what is revival it's a move of God that comes in and brings salvation Salvation to people, brings deliverance to people, brings them out of the lies, takes them out of hell, and puts them in the kingdom of God. That has to be the heart cry of every believer. It has to be the heart cry that we come into that place and we want people delivered and set free so that they don't have to spend their lives in deception. They don't have to be deceived. They don't have to be in that place, you know, where the enemy has put them in bondage and captured them and put them in a place that they don't know right from wrong. But we know the truth. We know the truth. We've been given the truth in the Word of God. we got to rise up like an army. We've got to act like we're an army. Coming together, strengthening one another. Get in that place that we are not up and down, but in a place that we're full of the power of God. Amen. Is there not a cause? We talk about revival. We talk about the move of God. And God has said it's an unprecedented move of God. I've prophesied that for years now. That it is coming and we're on the verge of it. And an unprecedented move of God, I want to be in the middle of it. I don't want to be hiding in a rock and ashamed of what I believe. Ashamed of what I believe. What do I believe? I believe the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation. Amen. I believe this Word. So he says... This is what our heart needs to be. Verse 32. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Anybody want to join that? Don't let anybody's hearts fail. I'll go. I'll go. Nobody else may go, but I'll go. That Philistine is nothing. What's your problem? It's nothing. And Saul argues with him because he's looking at him. But you're ready. You're a youth. Who are you? Well, he's not looking at himself. He's looking who God is. 
So that tells me we need to get our eyes off of who we are and our eyes on who he is and what he's placed on the inside of us. The God that opened the Red Sea. The God that caused the walls of Jericho to go down. Let's look at who God is. And that's what David was doing. He did not, he was not even moved by the size of that Philistine. Why are we moved by the size of crowds that come? Why are we intimidated? We should ask ourselves, why? Why are we in that place? And we know that David just repeated to him the victories that he had. So this is, he kept saying, this is an uncircumcised, uncovenanted person. Do you understand what we are fighting against? Uncovenanted people. They don't have a covenant. They can. But at this point, they don't have a covenant. They don't have a covenant with God. You and I do. You and I do. We are covenant people. And we have an inheritance that Jesus wants to give to us. He wants to bless us. He wants to increase us. And he does not want us worried about our future, getting in fear. So we know that David's going to go down, and so David goes and he gets his staff, and he gets his five smooth stones. I'm telling you, what you know what we get? We get the name of Jesus. We get the blood of Jesus. That's what we take to fight Goliath. We stand on covenant. We stand on the word. We got something to fight with. There's nothing bigger or greater than the name of Jesus. And when we start using our authority and we take the name of Jesus and we take the blood of Jesus, there is nothing that can defeat that. And the church gathers together, and the church makes a stand, and the church dictates how it's going to be. And we're not just falling back, and we're not just hoping something will happen, but we stand in the authority of the name of Jesus and the blood that was shed for you and I, and we don't back off from that. I'm telling you, then we're going to see God move, because God moved. God moved. On the behalf of Israel, because somebody stood up. Somebody was bold enough to go out there. And I love what David said. I mean, the Philistine, he opened his mouth. And verse 41, and the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. Here I come with intimidation. Don't you know that's what the cotton-picking world's doing right now? You didn't know they were cotton-picking, did you? That's my mama. That's what she would say. And so he comes out there to intimidate. I'm going to get in your face. I'm going to stand against you. They don't want us out there. And the Philistine came out and drew near unto David. And the man that had the shield went before him. He had to have somebody go before him. And when we got God going before us. God will go before us and God will go behind us. God will be on the right side. God will be on our left side. God will be all around us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When we walk in that place of who God is in our life, he's ahead of the church and he's tired of his junk. He's out there for souls. 
He's out there to see those people delivered and set free. And he's saying, I've given you all power. I think when we gather together in the power of God. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. Verse 42. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. Think about that. That's exactly what the world is doing to the church. They're disdaining. They look at us and they're disdaining us. You are wrong. You don't want unity. You don't want this nation. You're corrupting it. That's what they're saying. A covenant nation. But may God, may America, may God, the Lord of this nation, dedicated it to God. And they're sitting here telling us. So he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and a fair countenance. What a great reason to disdain him. Because of the way he looked. I could go on that one. I won't, I won't forsake a time. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog? Yes, you are. That cometh to me with staves. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. I'm telling you, we're hearing a lot of that today. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beast of the field. I'm telling you, that's what people are saying to us today. But then David, then said David to the Philistine, who had the last word here? David did. I'm telling you, we're going to have the last word. Before we go out of here in the glory of God, we're going to have a say-so. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the church. Listen to this. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. I'm telling you, that's where we are today. We are not going in our own strength and our own ability, but we're coming in the name of Jesus. This uncircumcised stuff that is going on is trying to defy the armies of God, the church of the living God. That's what they're trying to do. Are we going to settle? Are we just going to let them intimidate us? Are we going to rise up and declare that Jesus is Lord over the United States of America? That God's going to deliver us and God's going to bring us out and we're going to see the salvation of the Lord and we're going to see people delivered we're going to see them set free. We're going to see those children where they're trying to make them transgenders, that little five-year-olds and six-years-old that don't know squat. But God's going to come in and God's going to deliver them and God's going to bring them out because there will be a people. There will be a people that will rise up like David rose up. There will be a people that will stand there and say, you're not going to defile my God. You're not going to defile what God has done. And this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hands. I am making a declaration in the name of Jesus that the Lord is coming to deliver and to bring forth the glory of God in this hour. That this day the Lord will deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee. We need some smiters. <laughs> Hallelujah. And... <laughs> And take thy head from thee. Yeah, we're going to take the head. 
the head of this ungodly movement, which is Satan himself. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in America and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe it. That's what God is going to do when the church rises up and the church takes her place. We are going to see salvations. We're going to see the delivering power of God. And you and I are going to see the miracles that God has promised us. When we get a hold of who we are and we're not ashamed of the gospel and we're not ashamed to make a stand and we're not intimidated because the devil... And if you always get this revelation, it's the devil behind all of this insanity. And I know he's already defeated. He's already lost. But he is trying to intimidate. And he is trying to keep the church in the rocks. But you know, once David defeated, the church finally came out of the rocks. And I believe that's what's taking place. I believe once, since Roe versus Wade, the church is coming out of the rocks. And we're going to rise up. And we're going to stand up. And we're going to be the church. You know, when David became king, he won every battle. Because he stood up for what was right. And he didn't back down of what God had promised and what God has said. And I believe that's the days we're entering into. Because we are the church. And we have a legal right. Legal right to make a stand. And we are backed by heaven. In fact, he's leading the pack. Are we going to follow him? <laughs> Amen. We have to rise up. It's not, it's not an option anymore. We got to fight. The first place we have to fight is in prayer. Get our orders from heaven to know what to do. Amen. Get those assignments. No. And when God gives you an assignment, be bold with it. Don't back off of it. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.